Welcome to Earth School, a weekly podcast about weaving the healing journey artfully into life, hosted by B.B. Delman and Rosalind McNally. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of Earth School, um, where we're continuing on with a little series around creating being in, growing, expanding a soul-led business and what that can look like and mean like for you. And as we ended on the last week's episode, we were asking you to send in some of your questions um, that you would like us to rift on. And so we have a few of them and we're just going to use this episode to sort of go through them. And we think they're really beautiful questions from different angles. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, we'll start there in a little second. So Bibi, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm so excited that we got questions. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, in this world of podcasting is, you know, I love chatting yeah. to you, but it's like the two of us speaking into a vacuum and, you know, uh, so hearing back questions or comments is always beautiful and they're just such beautiful questions. So I think they're going to be um, beneficial for everyone. Yeah. Sort of to, to consider, I think. Mm. Yeah. So will we make a little start? Yeah. yeah, let's get going. So I feel like I'm on a guest show, you know, one of those competitions. Um, so that was first <laughs> questions. And some of these now I'm going to sort of preface this with these are just our opinions. <laughs> Other people will have yeah, different sure. opinions <laughs> that way. So we're not yeah. saying this is the right way or the wrong way. It's to like sort of yeah. take in, digest, see what resonates, see what maybe awake, awakens within you. Um, and then as always, listen to your own inner authority as well, like in your own gut instinct and your own intuition around what is aligned for you at this moment in time like and knowing that you can always change your mind further down the road as well mm-hmm. but it's just to say yeah, that 100%. because we're not yeah trained marketers strate- strategists and all those kind of things we've just lived and experienced a lot <laughs> yeah and I think so much comes as well from conversations you know hearing hearing different experiences different opinions and I think it just helps us all to to think about these you know mm-hmm. themes or topics because I think subconsciously they sort of simmer along and until we actually address them. And that's why it's so important when somebody raises a question, because chances are we, mm. we've asked whether you're running a business or you're thinking about running a business, you've asked this question yourself, like subconsciously. Um, and sometimes when we, it takes us bringing it into the light and addressing it. And even if we address it with a, I, I don't know the answer, but that is empowering, you know, because whatever simmers underneath is sort of like, it's what usually holds mm. us back subconsciously is why we're not stepping into something. So, you know, it's more about having a conversation and having questions and looking at these things from different sides and angles rather than, you know, taking obviously our opinions as sort of the leading light, you yeah, know, or, definitely. Yeah, or the only to way to do it, like, <laughs> no, definitely uh, not. Right, so we'll make a little start, which is some of the ones that you'll often hear chat about is, do you recommend a solid business plan to start with? And I love how it's a solid business plan and not just a business plan. (laughs) (laughs) Bibi, I'm handing over to you first. Well, when I hear a solid business plan, to me, that means actually, first of all, I think there's a tone in of like... an internal need for clarity you know and I think a business plan how solid it needs to be or not first of all I think writing a business plan 
forces you, challenges you into a situation where you have to get inner clarity. And I think the business plan is an external tool to have inner clarity. It's something mm -hmm. great to have as well in terms of figures and directions. And, you know, sometimes we wake up and we just don't feel like it. And then when we have a well-worded business plan, it can not hold us tightly to some, but it inspires us to, you know, stay on those lines. But ultimately, it's I think it's in the creation I was found... Um, I love writing business plans. I mean, in fairness, I, I, st I studied business and marketing and I had sort of, for me, writing a business plan is always a little bit like doing a Sudoku or a puzzle. You know, it's it's like going into all those different arenas and I certainly prefer writing business plans for other businesses <laughs> than my own. <laughs> Um, and there will be people that, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of a planny person. I, I, I like working on an external plan because it helps me personally have internal clarity. So the long answer is, do you need a solid business plan? I think you need internal clarity. That really helps. And that means not absolute clarity. That means just like from where you are standing. Because the moment you put your feet into, into the business side, you know, two, three months down the road, things might change. But to have a starting ground, a clarity of, I think, the why is, why mm. am I doing this, um, is, is, is really important. What about yeah. you? Um, what do you think? I, I don't do business plans that way. I just don't. I don't like writing things. I just don't like writing big things down. You like, don't? No, no. So I'll do it instead through oh. figures because that's how I work like. Because that's my past accountancy. So my business plan instead would be sort of the layout of where I'd like my business to be longer term or shorter term and sort of uh -huh. what I want to be placing within that there and letting me see, mm -hmm. have I clogged up my whole year with no breathing space or whatever it is like? So to me, that's sort of how I work, but I'll always have a vision of where I'm going. But I just hate mm -hmm. sitting down and completing big, long documents. I've tried them all, like I've tried them so many times. I'm just like, it's just not how mm. I work like that way. And I've never had to need one to go into a business, you know, and get financing or anything like that there. Like, so I think yeah. that depends too. Like if you need it for financing or for certain aspects like that, yeah, you're going to need a business plan. Like, and it's the same for mm. me. Like, yeah, it is to me, it's the idea of having sort of put pen to paper in a sense that way like of your vision for your business like your why is yeah. who's it for why am I doing this here like who do I wish to work with and maybe if we're mm -hmm. starting out like it is that place where you're going to be meeting all your little lumps and bumps and as she said you know it's to get clarity like and when we're starting mm -hmm. out initially we're like trying to maybe cast the widest net and afraid of narrowing it down asking I do only want to work with mothers I do only want to work with people in the corporate world or whatever it is like yeah. do you know like so it's actually allowing you to sort of simplify it if you want that way like or when you're first starting your business to keep it simple rather than trying to have maybe 20 streams of income that you go okay this is what I'm possibly going to work on this mm -hmm. one or this two so I can really get to know and fine-tune these like because then it's, my mm -hmm. energy is going in one or two directions versus 10 different directions like so if I'm trying to run say like a yoga teacher training and one-to-one -one and then like you know smaller group ones and then an online one if I'm only starting out mm. that might be a lot of background work that I don't know how to do which ends up taking it all up but the business plan to me is like it includes all the reasons of why and I think with the business plan yeah. the beauty of doing that is you're looking longer term vision too 
when we're, sometimes when we're starting, we get stuck in short term. And I think we need to start looking long term. Like, cause that's what I've said from when I started my business. I'm like, I'm not in here. Like, I don't want to do everything that everybody else is doing. I don't want to hop on the next trend. I'm here for the long term. I'm here for the long ride. Do you know, like, and that will, for me, is about honing my craft. Like, do you know, like, so having a longer term vision allows you then to break it down into the shorter term vision. Yeah. And I think it depends on a person as well, because I tend to be, if I'm left without a plan at all, um, I'm so intuitive that it can be, you know, it's, it's, it's beautiful, but it can be sometimes difficult to get footing mm-hmm. in, in, in the world where we are right here, right now. And so business plan for me always associated with like a creative endeavor. Like for a business plan for me, it was always like, you know, those first few bits, what's mm-hmm. my vision what's my mission you know like and then the strategy and I took so much time of finding the right words to write it because for me honing those words is then is really building up the energy behind it you know but I'm quite linguistic in that way that helps me to find that clarity and until I get a straight sentence together with words that actually resonate and hold that energy of you know the wise I know I'm not clear enough on the inside um I think also a business plan is such a great way of when you draw it then down. So I'm thinking of it like an, like an umbrella, mm-hmm. you know, you, f- you start with like the vision and I use a lot of pictures and like mood boards and, you know, and so business plan is my business plan is not just like figures and notes in that way. It's, it's in a way um, it needs to excite me, you know, it needs to be emotive for me. If it's just figures, I'm just like, ah. Um, but it also helps to look at the reality of things because sometimes, especially when we're starting a new business, we either over or underestimate the profitability of a business as well as the time of a business and as well as like the costs of a business, you know? And so we're sitting down and really looking at, okay, like as a yoga teacher, I want to run three of my own classes a week, you know? Like, and just running the figures as well as part of that business plans, like what's the rent, what's the tax on it all, what am I charging per class, um, mm-hmm. how many students would need to be present for me to break even, you know, so that my costs are covered, including tax. Uh, and from when on is it that it actually starts feeding me energetically so that the energy I put out is also like coming back, coming back in so that energetical sustainability. And I think... In the holistic field, sometimes we don't want to look mm. at those things for various reasons, because oftentimes they see as well, we left the business side behind, right? We're breaking out of like the marketing job or the finance job or wherever we were. And it's like, I just want to, you know, I just want to massage people. It's like, it's the craft of body work. I don't mm. want to look at these sort of things. But I think in that way, a business plan can be really helpful to keep you from falling on your face a little bit down the road because it just and that's the awkward part as well in a business plan like it's not when I say I love it it's not just all like beautiful like that's the first part but then when you go down and you see the reality that you need a certain number of students in your classes in order to pay your bills and pay your food it is sort of it's also a sobering quality but also when we have a so when we have that clarity we get to make plans, mm. right? We get to go and look at it and go like, okay, three extra people in those two classes would actually make a huge impact. And then we get into sustainability and then we get going into thriving. So, you know, a business plan can be both. It can be sort of chartering energetically as well, the vision where you're going, and it can help you to focus your energy and your attention into mm. this is where you're going for now and this is where you're not going. 
but then also you know on a day-to-day basis help you under understand so if these are your main you know classes or these are the main avenues uh, to give them more attention but are they also bringing in finances because a lot of the mm. times the things maybe that we love doing are not carrying themselves and that's okay as long as we're aware of it so business plan helps you to understand all the different revenue yeah. streams all the different offerings that you're having are they like are they sustainable in themselves or you know is one supporting the other um and i think like all of those questions so having a solid business plan i don't necessarily mean etching it in stone but it can just be really helpful around your 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 energy sustenance and as a last point maybe (laughs) on a more (laughs) maybe (laughs) a happier note uh, you know sometimes we don't get to start our business right away because you know we signed up to rent a space in six months time or you know we finish the next few months at work and then we're going out or whatever it is but working on a business plan gives you sort of that idea that you're already starting your business so you're starting behind the Mm -hmm. scenes and that can be really really exciting you know so you don't have to hold back um so kind of play around with with colors with energies with fonts with you know how do you want to distribute your energy even before you actually get to do Mm -hmm. the thing i think is sometimes really exciting because especially those early days yes there can be a lot of fear but there can be so much excitement and you don't even know where to pack it (laughs) (laughs) apart from telling all of your friends about it and so uh, having having or working on a business plan can i think help use that that excitement and funnel it in a really productive mm-hmm. way. And it doesn't have to be restrictive. Like, you know, like what we put on a business plan is at this moment in time, this is where I feel like I will be going. And that's allowed mm-hmm. to change and it will, will change because especially if you're doing a business plan when you're first starting your business, you may not have a full sense of this is actually who I do want to serve. Like, this is how I do want to present my work to the world. Like, And to so give it that space to be liminal like so it's maybe not anchored down unless you are very sure then you can anchor it away like so and I think sometimes when we're creatives and work maybe in the holistic field and all there like we don't like the structure like but it's there because it's given me a container it's given me a place to think okay this is actually what is potentially available to me in my business at this moment in time but then I still have room for opportunities when they come in I can still say yes if I want I can say no if I want do you know like but I know that this standing on its own is able to stand on its own two legs and I'm not going to be relying on waiting for somebody else to come in and collaborate or waiting for somebody else to give me something that on its own two legs it can work like and then I can still ebb and flow within that there like do you know like and I can to me it's it's like do you like when you're running a business and longer you're running it, you have to stop and pause and look at it and go, you know, like, am I doing this just by rote now, by habit? Do I still really enjoy all the things that I do? You know, am I only working on the things that maybe have a high return, but I actually don't even like them? Mm-hmm. Do you know, like, and I'm not doing the things I really love because I've been told they don't have the high like return on investment kind of stuff like or the profit margin and all like so you're you've got to have these honest conversations with yourself too no matter what stage of the business you are whether you're one year in 10 years in like that you have not have to there's always opportunity stop pause and reassess where you're at and where you're going is my business actually running me or am I the boss of this thing like do you know, like, because sometimes when they start flowing, they grow and you're taken along on the wave without even realizing where that wave's finally going. And then you're going, this is actually aligned to me and in a sense, my destiny, my place in the world. 
or is it just something I'm good at and it's flowing and I'm going to go with it like and I'm not really maybe yeah. receiving from it on a, a different level like I might be receiving the finances but inside in a sense inside I'm dying like do you know so there's all these little parts to play with within it as well like and I think it should be ultimately it should be a tool for yeah. you you know it's it's not the stick that you beat yourself with and I think there's a lot when we turn business plan also the patriarchy and you know those extreme yang expressions where we kind of want to you know be mindful of of like you know stripping certain things away but the inherent tool is supposed to be a tool to help you run your business in a way the way you want it and so you're conscious and present with it and I think in that way a business plan can be abused like everything to streamline and um everything and make everything just pull it into the profitability you know the hyper profitability um but it's also gives you the clarity of you know like you said some some offerings they may not be sustainable or maybe they're just about mm. break even but you absolutely adore them i had plenty of them over over my lifetime of teaching or like i'm not giving that class up that class i'm paying for that class you know after tax i'm making nothing i'm actually it costs me by the time i pay petrol and get to it but i adore that particular slot or that particular offering so much but having a business plan and having run your figures all across this was a conscious choice because mm. i went like this other class is running so well it can substitute this other class so it's not that i you know it's like a bit like your kids which kid you prefer <laughs> you know you love all of hopefully like all of your offerings you know but when you have that awareness you know um of going like okay this is not sustainable but i just creatively that's just that's just my output like mm -hmm. i absolutely adore that when you have a business plan and you have the awareness of that you can actually make that happen so it's not about you know it's not about making, you know, streamlining everything to an inch of its life. You know, it's not about squeezing out the love for profitability. That's not what a business plan, in my mm. ideas, is definitely not in, in the modern world as we go forward, as we talk about, you know, how do we balance the yin and the yang, the feminine and the masculine. Um, but it would be also, I think, unwise to throw out a tool that has the potential to really empower us in our business, in our expression, our creative expression, just because it had been abused as something that, you know, maybe be overly masculine or overly, you know, toxic or overly profit driven driven. It's like, you know, strip that away and take the tool. And if that can then empower you to have more fun and creativity and freedom in your business, I mean, beautiful. Mm -hmm. I think that's yeah. where I see sort of a business. It's plan. to feed the vision, like, and to feed your energy, yeah. like, that way, like, and yeah. from working long enough in the financial sector, like, all budgets, they're never meant to be reached, usually. Like, we had targets, if you meet that there, you'll get your bonus, and those increase by weird percentages every year that we could never attain them. Do you know, like, so mm -hmm. a business plan can, in a sense, just be realistic as well, like, asking this is where I'm at the minute, and leave room for change for when life delivers changes like if I ended up mm. pregnant in the middle of my year my my projections for that year are going to be very different than maybe what I thought they were COVID made all of our projections very different do you know like I'm supposed yeah. to decide to sit back a little bit and other people decide to run towards it like you know and change things mm. so it's to know that it's it's flexible like so it's the who what where the growth place the support I need I think it's a really good place to think about like if I'm planned to be in this long term, maybe what support do I need at this moment and further down the line as well? Like, mm. so you don't f think you have to take it all on yourself. Yeah. 
Yeah, and also it takes out the um, the hard to avoid pull of society when you run a business that every year your profit has to grow. Mm. You know, there is this this sense of like more and more and more, more profitable, more students. And when we're getting into that and when we don't have clarity of, you know, what we need to, to, to make a living sustainably, we oftentimes think we need more clients, more students, more attendance than we actually do. Mm. So I think breaking it down also, you know, challenges you to look at your your own bills like every day how you run your house and it goes like okay this is how much it takes me to put my kids through school and this is how much my trainings are costing and so on but really again a lot of the times we overestimate what we need in terms of income mm. and so we're running after this we need to we're constantly promoting our business and we're constantly pushing but oftentimes being haunted by that fear of like, oh, not enough, will I make it? And so having a solid business plan can be as simple as, you know what, for the next year, I'm working on 10 more people in that particular class. If mm. you run your own, if you run your own, for example, yoga classes, you know, and all of a sudden you go, 10 more people in that class. That, I think I can do that. Let, let's think about how mm. I can create that, how the people are already there. Do they have friends that they want to bring that they always talked about? You know, how can I extend the awareness of that particular class in that area? You know, so people where that resonates, they find me. Sometimes it's something as simple as that, you know, and it can take the overwhelm away of running a business and that fear that a lot of, I think, um, business owners don't talk, you know, when tax mm. comes around or when bills come around. Like there's always this sort of, or very often this sense of like, <gasps> will I make it? Will I, you know, mm -hmm. fill in the blank? And so I think having a business plan can also in a very soothing way make it, make the sort of invisible cloud that hangs over one oftentimes make it much more clear. It's like, okay, here you need five people, here you need 10 people. And over here going to build up to maybe three more weekly people that come to me for Reiki practice. You know, how am I going to go about it? Now you start having a strategy mm -hmm. for all your social media. So instead of just blasting the world with like, with advertisement and, you know, your energy just goes everywhere. So a lot of the times having a business plan is actually going like, you don't need to work that hard. It's about streamlining your efforts as well. So it can be a tool for really freeing you up and going like, do you know what? Maybe you've reached your 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 figures. Maybe you set a figure, you're like, this is how much I need to survive in that year. And you reached it by September and you go, you know what? I close up shop for the next three, four months and I go on a holiday. <laughs> you know, it's a way of how we, we're not used to living business, but it's really when we talk about bringing in the sacred feminine into that sort of, that divine young young quality is like, okay, what what do I need, and when have I reached that, and when is enough enough? You know, so it can free you up in that way. I too. can't remember the author, what his name is, like Paul something or another, like, but he chats about that there, like that he goes like he he'll set his whatever he needs to earn for the year, like, and he may have reached it in April, and he goes right, that's me, I'm done, and people are going. <clears throat> excuse me people are like going but you could do more now like you could you could triple this and he's like but no this is what i need and i have more than enough after that he goes so now i'm going to go off and really just enjoy life like do you know like what a way to run a business or people i mean that's, that's it, like, radical. You know, it's meant to be for you like it's not meant to be the thing that yeah. you know, we're still in that thing it's meant to kill you like you're meant to work your whole life to the bones like do you know like yeah. and like by doing the business plan we 
begin to think about those things that none of us really chat about, like, you know, your tax, your VAT, your pension, your savings, your little holiday fund, your little kids fund, whatever the little funds are like. But it's like you're taking the fear out of it by doing that because you're actually looking at it rather than putting your head in the sand. Like, and for me, that's so important. Like if you're someone who has not looked at your bank account in the last three months, like you're you're living in a little bit of denial, possibly like unless, you know, I, I know there's a steady stream of 5K coming in there every month and I don't even have to look at it like. You know, like, so it gives you this sort of structure around it, but this foundation and it helps soothe the nervous system because if I know c- certain months are more mm. outward, do you know, like asking there's bigger expenses in certain times of the year, that means I can plan my business for that rather than the month before going, now I'm going to have to find a new offering and now I'm going to have to create a new offering and now I'm going to have to advertise that new offering and I'm going to have to do this here. By standing at the beginning, you're going, okay, this is what I think's happening this year and maybe possibly for the next two or three if I want to or whatever. And then what offerings do I currently want to be running that could maybe cover all of that and leave space for life, which I think is a big part of it. Like, do you know, like, so yeah, it's... it's to, yeah, to, I think dedicating the time for all that background work feeds life. It it take it it means you can take the power back. You know, it. I think going into business in a world where everything is so connected, we want to be really mindful of what we're seeing and what subconsciously influences us. So if we're seeing, and we're all being advertised to as mm. well as 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 business owners or somebody who starts a soul-based business right and unfortunately it's been used to fear a lot you know like you make your six seven figure you know year or whatever it is so even if I'm going oh I'm not into seven figures necessarily somehow your brain breaks it down and goes like I'm obviously not making enough because like there are some people that make that right so sitting down with a business plan is very much also assessing your needs. And I don't mean necessarily just the dire needs, you know, it's not always like starving artists, hmm. you know, the, the yoga teacher who can't even afford their training. It's it's not that. It's 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 really healing all of those sort of old beliefs and in ourselves and in society, you know, where you go like, no, this is this is what it costs me to be a human being in the, you know, in 2021, uh, or in then forecasting 2022. Um, these are my living costs, my mortgage, my rent, my, you know, my food costs, my the cost to run a house, like everything, you know, and then what do I need to cover that? But that is self-based, you know, that is looking at your life, what your needs are, and then also what your wishes and dreams are. When we don't do that work, it's so much easier for our attention to be drawn away towards what's been advertised towards us. Just the way, you know, uh, we've been advertised with all these face creams because seemingly none of us is pretty enough, you know, and we all need a lift and a clarifying and whatever. Happens the same on a business side, you know. We've got to be really mindful as business owners. We are being targeted mm. in terms of advertisement in our not enough. And so in that way, a business plan and having some sort of clarity around the figures, what you need, what you want, where you are, it can so free you up from all of that. And it can pull your energy back and it can empower you to say, do you know what? I'm closing up shop for the rest of the year and I'm going to go and travel or I'm going to go and spend the rest of the year with my kids, you know, because between September and December, they really need me around school time, you know? So to me, you know, when we run our own business, period but definitely when we talk about a soul-based business I think it's so important that the that we're not the martyr in mm. there that we're not killing ourselves 
Because what are we, you know, what are we modeling to our kids, to societies, if even us in a soul-based, when we already call it a soul-based, you know, business, if we're killing our mm. soul in it. So, you know, I think the revolutionary act in all of that, in the arts, in the holistic field, us to first listen to our our wise, our heart, our vision, our soul intention. And then secondary, make that work in the practical world with figures and everything else, you know, rather than maybe the rest of the world, which is oftentimes mm. run first on profit and then maybe something is enjoyable or that's not even important, you know. So we have in that way how we run our business, you know, we also teach our students without mm -hmm. ever having to talk about that. But when you step into a class, not constantly chasing a bill or not constantly worrying about, you know, when that studio might pay you or whatever setup you're having, when you when you organize yourself in a self-empowered way from the get-go or start to grow into that, energetically you're teaching that to every person that comes into your class, but also as a, as a mother, as a father, you're teaching that as, you know, as a friend by holding that space, you know, of acknowledging your human needs as well as an artist and as a holistic practitioner because oftentimes there's this weird thing around we don't seemingly have get to have needs <laughs> you know uh, and as a result mm. don't get to have an income so there is you know there's a lot of healing that is possible so when when i'm when we're talking business plan to me it's never just the figures it's always It's always like, it's a, again, we said it in the last episode, right? Running your business can be the biggest spiritual mm. journey you're going on. And there's massive amounts of healing. And to me, a business plan is being able to put yourself into an empowered mm. position. Yeah. Like, and yeah. just to follow on from what you're saying, like, do you know, like, I think when it comes to your offerings and the layouts of how you, like, when you figure out how you want to deliver to those you wish to work with and in what form that can take, that it aligns with you like and not what everybody else is doing like do you know like so somebody said to me a year ago they're like right the next step for you now is a membership and I just went not excited by that thank you very much and I could change my mind next year the year after or 10 years time but I was like no no but that's the next step I'm like not for me it's not the next step like do you know like so you've got to decide how you want to be in your business not just you know this is the next step and therefore I should do it Like if you're lit up by it, you're excited by it and something you really want to get your teeth into and you know you have the capacity for it and that's what you want to do, go for it. Like, do you know if you're going, yeah, no. Or if somebody goes, oh, well, you should be online. You're like, well, no, actually, I don't want to be online. That you get to go, no, I don't. Do you know, like it's so easy to buy mm -hmm. into everything that everybody's doing versus thinking, actually, this is what would work for me. And not maybe, and actually going, and I know everybody else is saying, And even possibly clients and people who love you are going, but you should be. Why aren't you going do these online? You're like, no. Or they're going, go and do these in person. And you're like, no. Do you know, like, and to really honor those yeses and those no's, like, that come through as well, like, and give space that if they want to change, they can, but to really honor them. Like, so to me, a business plan helps you to design your life full stop, like, mm -hmm. all of it. All of you are, is included in that business plan. Like, so if you have to care for somebody, that's in that space. If you have children, that's in that space. If you love to travel, it's in that space. If you like to go to your own little bloody painting classes in the morning, your, your own personal yoga classes, mm -hmm. go to a walk outside your own front door. It's all in that space. Like, if you know, I don't want to work in the mornings, you don't work in the mornings. 
you know, like, but we've all these, I should, I have to, or I've been told you need to, like, and I'm like, if you look wide enough beyond what maybe being thrown at you all the time, you'll actually see people running businesses in brilliant ways that may inspire you to do things your own way and still not their way, but their way might inspire something. And you're going, oh, actually, I didn't realize you could do that. Actually, I might just think about that way for myself. Do you know, like that layout or that spacing or whatever way they do it? Like, but I think that's really important as well. Like, that's, that's to help us really give space for growth and your business plan. I think one important thing, if you're starting your business, just allow room for growth in it. Like, do you know, like you might not hit your first target on your very first day, you know, like, but that, that's part of the learning as well along the way and the adjusting to like, so to hold a business plan lightly and not as a stick that beats you. I'm going to move on to the next little question. And this one, I don't even know how I'm going to answer this one, but this one is, how did you get your first clients? <laughs> if you can remember that far back, Bibi. I can. <laughs> I ask my friends. <laughs> I remember, you know, coming, it was two-folded. So when I went on teacher training, yoga teacher training, um, I was actually was attending another teacher's classes and and she asked me to go on teacher training because she needed someone to sew her classes so she thought if I was to be a qualified yoga teacher I could step into her classes when she's on holidays so um that was beautiful and then she realized she actually doesn't want to teach the Wednesday night class and she's like hey do you want to take that over I was like amazing and at the same time I was like totally scared because like they were just like you know, I was in the class for so many years and now I was in, I was in the front of the class. It was like a weird change in dynamics. And I managed to clear that class from like solid 25 people down to three within, I think, about three <laughs> weeks. <laughs> and so much to, you know, years later, I understood what that is because, you know, you, you go to a teacher because they resonate with you in a certain level. It's not necessarily that another person that I was so horrendous at teaching. I mean, obviously beginning teachers like wasn't holding the space the way she held, but also it was totally different in my way. So, so that's when the panic started because I did jump in the deep end, sort of like teaching sort of full time <laughs> with now three people in one class, you know, I thought like, it's like, okay, I can live on that Wednesday class for a while. And, um, yeah, no. So I just sent an email out to all of my friends. <laughs> I was like, hey, got this yoga class. I kind of need, you know, would you be interested in? And um, so then actually, bless my friends, they did hmm. step up. Um, some stayed, you know, some are still coming to hmm. class. Um, but a lot of them, they, they were friends, they supported me. And then they brought on their friends and then the, their friends stayed, but my original friends it obviously wasn't for them which was very funny as well as an experience you know because like no no listen if that's not a thing for you they're like yeah like I'm not into yoga fair enough you know I just want to support you it's like really appreciate that so it it started there and you know and then at some point I just like okay I gotta merge those worlds you know I gotta look at what I've learned happened you know my studies before and then working in marketing and I gotta look at this here and if I want to you know, make this sustainable, I have to kind of think about, think about it in, a, in a, a little bit more in a grown up way, rather just, you know, this idea of like, oh, I'm just taking that class and then rocking on from, from, from there. So yeah, so my very first um, students were friends. And now after, I don't know about you, but 
every training I've ever gone on and every time there is some sort of case studies you have to do every every teacher always goes like go to your mm. friends you know so I'm always thinking as friends you know you're always sort of the guinea pigs to, <laughs> we're always the guinea pigs to our, our you know our, our our friends who are you know going through teacher training and you know and I think that's 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 totally fine and so it's it's a fluid uh transition where you you know start to then understand who you are as a teacher because by looking at it in a little more through a little more grown-up eyes you go like okay This is not just like me sharing a little bit with my friends. This is actually me stepping into the seat of responsibility. What's the space I want to hold? What is it that I actually want to teach in that space? You know, who are sort of the people that that would benefit from from what I have to share in that given moment? Um, yeah, and then just kind of rippled on from from there on. But yeah, mm. my first guinea pigs were my <laughs> poor dear friends. Thank you for showing up because I would not have continued teaching without you guys there <laughs> yeah none of my friends are into anything I do so that, that wasn't going to happen for me um I rented a space in what was well it's called the Dublin Holistic Centre which was on on South William mm -hmm. Street until just before Covid there um but I was in it when it first opened as a three-room little place in Wicklow Street so I was there from the very oh, beginning wow. like um with beautiful Helen she's absolutely a star like um, and I rented, I think it was two two days a week. And I went, that's the two days for clients. The other days, I'll try and figure out how to run a business. <laughs> and um, and I, but I think I had started just, I think there was no Instagram. I think Facebook came maybe a couple of years later, I think. I can't remember. So it was literally, I had built a website and I had learned how to do whatever you do on websites on Google <laughs> that way, like, you know, to get found and searched mm -hmm. and all there. Like I had self-taught myself everything. Um, and through that there, then I had designed the little leaflets and the little business cards because you needed those back in those days because you didn't have mm -hmm. Instagram and left them out in you know, the little stand in the center I had rented and in some of the little places around like, and like people just came like, and I don't mean that's in droves and all there, like dribble, 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 like sort of thing, like, But then people would say that they enjoyed it and their friend would come or somebody else would come. Over time, it grew like that mm -hmm. way. Like, but it was most of my business is through word of mouth, like that way, like, yeah. and search engines, like sort of thing, like us and my websites there, like 13 years now. So Google just loves old websites that are there a long time. Like, so it's just sort of goes up through that. So people find mm -hmm. me like, um, that would be the main way. Like, I'm trying to think what else I did. That would be it. Like, I tried all our things. Like, you know, people going, you should be going out to meet people. That's just not how I rule. <laughs> It's just not. <laughs> Do you know what actually works for me and has always worked for me? And, and maybe not even for, like, some of them maybe clients and some of them I may never meet in my life. Like, but they're just, they're bold in relationships is my newsletter. I did a newsletter from the day mm. dot, like, nearly, like, that way, like, where I just would share. Not like, you know, here, like, the 3,000 emails you're going to get today about my next class and mm. all. there, like, once a month. You get information from me of what's going on in life sort of thing, like, or, you know, whatever musings might come out of my head at that moment in time, like, and there's a little space where I just only share that in the newsletter, like, you'll never get it anywhere else. So it's a real, to me, it's a really personal space. Um, and to me, that's always just helped to bold relationships, like, do you know, like, where it's not like I'm looking for a thing off anybody it's just like here's some things that may support you and help you like but I find that a lovely way like and I only receive a couple of newsletters from people um who don't bombard me where 
I like to read where I'm, I'm learning something like that way, like or gaining insight. So I found that really works for me. Like, but I just, I like that little space because to me, it's a lovely little community. Do you know, like, and then people reply back and, you know, just to say thank you sometimes or just to give little insights. And I love that, that dialogue back and forth. Like, and then when it came to teaching Reiki, we had moved to the bigger place in South William Street. So that was like three or four story building, like, and, um, was it people that started asking me to teach Reiki? Like, you know, do you teach us? And I was like, no, no, go those directions sort of thing like that way. There's names. And then those people are asking like, and then um, somebody said, not just think like, I think it was Liam. I'd met Liam and Emma, two of my buddies. Liam's my partner and Emma's one of my good friends from a long time ago. Um, I'd met them and they're like, you know, you you could teach it. Like, and I was like, no way sort of job. Like, then eventually I go, no, like, do, because you're, 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 you're really good at, like, explaining it and sharing it and all there, because I'd be asking about it. So the two of them and another friend, Louise, they came. They said, look, we'll come, even if nobody else comes. So I rented the space in Dublin Holistic Centre, had the three of them down to come, like, and um, I ended up with a full class, like. I ended up with 12, like I, yeah. I would only take 12 people and I had somebody ringing me like the night before going, but, and she was beautiful and I still, I still remember to this day, like, and that's probably like 11, 12 years ago. She's like, but Rosie, I really need to be in that room with you. And I'm like, we've never met. And she's like, but Rosie, I know by looking at you, I need to be in that room with you. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm really panicking about all this here. It's my first time teaching Reiki and what happens if I fall on my arse? And I said to her, look, and, and she just was not letting up. And I was like, right, you, you can come, like sort of thing. And I'm like, right, that's it now. That's 10 people. That's loads with the three of them already inside that. And then another two people were like, no, but I really need to be there. And I'm just like, oh, sweet divine God. Like... And I was like, I'm cutting it off at 12 because otherwise I'll have a heart attack. Like, and I set it up like, and I'd Liam, Emma there and Louise. So I had familiar faces to look at when I was talking, mm. like sort of thing. Like, yeah. and it helps. It yeah. helps mm. that way. Like, mm. do you know, like, and then they knew to sort of, you know, they knew to like, I'm very good at lightening a space in a way, like, but they could help lighten the space and all there. Like, and it was absolutely beautiful. Like, I sweat it, mm. sweat it, bucket loads, <laughs> bucket loads. <laughs> bucket loads like and anybody who knows my manual knows that it's very in-depth that way like because I'm like I like to, mm-hmm. you to have lots so when you leave you don't forget everything but um, I remember Liam will still speak to speak about it to this day where he'll go like do you, do you remember that first class and all there like and they were being they were initiated on and he goes like that meditation was just beautiful like and he still remembers it like do you know which is lovely like but it's just like it's not the bolder and it will grow. I've done a lot of work to get there, like in my own self practice and learning and studying and training and whatnot else sort of thing. Like that way, like but I've always been blessed that my workshops usually just flow. Like do you know, like because I love mm. them, like and I just love teaching Reiki. Like I love talking about it and sharing about it and helping people learn about it. Like so that was the little way that I sort of worked it. Like but you do have to commit that. You know, like you rent the space before you have the people. Yeah. Do you know, like I rent, yeah. I rent the workshop without knowing am I going to have the people like, do you know, because even if you mm-hmm. had, you know, like a lot of people do now will have wait lists. Even if you have a thousand people on your wait list, there's no guarantee even five of them are going to sign up to anything like, do you know, because like, we sometimes just join wait lists uh, just to join them because they're like, oh, there's a wait list. <laughs> I'll add my name to that. <laughs> do you know, like, so there's, to me, that's how I started, like. But it was mm. a lot of inner growth, like a lot of inner growth. Like. 
Yeah, I remember um, actually dedicating some savings to paying mm. for for the the mm. space. You know, like most of the time, we kind of work out that it kind of either broke even or then you know students start coming. Um, but just sort of, I think there is a certain. I'm like, I remember at some point, I'm like, I could go on a holiday now, <laughs> or I could just take the bit of savings. And that's going to be my mm-hmm. first two eight-week courses back-to-back. So that was sort of like, I think I did actually start around September, maybe. can't quite remember, till December. But that's really like two, mm-hmm. six-week or eight-week courses. And I remember like, I was just like, okay, just, that, that's it. I just, that's a personal investment. You know, like usually any kind of business you run, if you open a bakery, if you open any sort of business, there's usually some sort of investment in, you know, the equipment, the tables, the chairs. So sometimes we don't think of our business, you know, or our holistic or creative business necessarily in that way. But again, having a business plan actually yeah. helps you. So understanding what does it cost me? And I'm like, you know what? If those two courses really don't fill and I just have to pay the rent out of my own back pocket, it's a holiday, a nice holiday, but it's a holiday missed. And I, I go on with like a different strategy or, you know, at that point it was like, who knows, I have to go back to the office maybe. <laughs> I ran that for a few years as like a really, really bad second alternative. <laughs> Will I do this? Um, but yeah, I just think in having that sort of hedged off then allowed me to be lighter, you know, in it. Like I Up to this day, I don't really like when when there's too much pressure on any new offering. Mm. Like it was the same when I went into, into offering teacher trainings or retreats. Like I financially always try to position myself in a way that I could like didn't need the income from a teacher training or retreat because I just teach from a lighter place. I don't teach to please people and please come to my retreats and please come back. It's like there's more authenticity in it and what I see in the moment is needed and it can come deeply from the heart rather than through that fear filter of my bills need to be paid. Mm. Yeah. And and so I guess in some way I started the business actually with that by allocating some of my savings to go, it's not on you students to pay for the rent. Yeah. It's like, that's my investment into my own business and I'm willing to go for two courses and then I do a course correction if that need, needs to be. And so I kind of kept that on, like once I had one sort of evening, that was pre-yoga studios. Um, well, there was, was there even yoga studios? I don't know, a long time ago. They were definitely not as prolific as they are there now. So a school hall renting and, and community halls renting. But I remember having set up sort of one evening in one place. And once that sort of started to to carry a little momentum and people were maybe recommend their friends to it. And, you know, it sort of spread. Once, once there was consistency, I was like, okay, from that, now this is sustainable. It's sustaining itself and it's sustaining me. Let's build another evening in another community center in another mm-hmm. area. So then I allocated some of the income from the first class that had to subsidize the other one. But again, I'm like, I'm not going to do that indefinitely. I give do it for six months and then it's other classes, like almost like a mini business within mm-hmm. a business that has to learn to stand on its own own leg down the road. And so that's sort of like how, how some of the offerings came along. But I found for me, one of the most important thing in around that is, is to understand my personal trigger points around fear and to 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 understand how fear when i work from fear impedes my mm-hmm. creativity and my authentic teaching like when whenever there's fear in the room of whether it's paying my own bills or not being enough people there or whatever wherever that fear might be coming from might be unrelated but once that's triggered i just know what comes through isn't as as clean and clear and crisp and powerful as it could be 
So, so much about my business was around hedging fear, understanding fear and getting myself in a position that I don't create from mm. fear. So a lot of my strategies around the business plan, how I thought about it, even the financial strategies of putting money aside so it could take maybe the summer off because the summer was just like at those days, nobody came to yoga class June, July and August. It was just dead. You know, so understanding your business as well that, you know, maybe eight months of the year have to carry the other four empty months, you know. I had to do the maths there. April's first 12, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, in a way, because... I just didn't want ever that students on some level subconsciously or consciously felt my fear and felt like, oh God, dear God, I gonna I love you with your classes, but I better help you. You know, it's like I didn't feel mm. energetically that was ever the job of a student. So I think being clear in that has 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 also helped from the beginning a sort of, you know, uh, to have a clear plan how mm. to get people in. But yeah. Yeah, so it started with a few people. It's mm-hmm. the, the clinginess, like, so even in one-to-ones, yeah. like, it's the difference between I choose to work with packages because that's, you know, that's and like, we're going to do a six-month mm-hmm. container and work through that one-to-one versus mm-hmm. I need you to sign up for six sessions now. Like, do you know, like, without yeah. it, actually, maybe the person doesn't actually need six sessions. Maybe, mm-hmm. like, one is enough and all there. Like, do you know, like, so there's a different exchange of energy, like, and just knowing which mm-hmm. one are we holding and stepping into like I remember I was mentoring somebody a couple of years ago and they're like yeah but you know like when I'm chatting to them at the end like you know I should be getting them to come back and I'm like you should be getting them to come back and I was just like okay maybe why like and they're going but like because like do you know because that means then that's like the the client coming in and all I'm like that's not I just went that's not how I work I go, I want the person to decide themselves. They will ask me. Most people will always ask me, you know, when will I come back? And I'll be very honest. Really, I don't want to see you for another month. Like, do you know, like, and sometimes with shamanic healing, I'm like, I don't want to see you for like eight weeks. But if you need support, you contact me. We can do all our things to really help you navigate it. But if you're flying, Mm. fine, perfect. And a lot of times those people, yeah, really feel like, in an ideal world, I would love to have you here every day. We both know that's not possible for most people. So ideally, within a week or two, if you could come back, that would be great. But I want you to really listen mm. to your own body. Like, to me, that's so important. Like, then I have other things where it's like, yeah, you come up and you come every two weeks or you come every week to this or whatever. But they're set out that way. So when you're already reading, you're seeing what you're coming for. Like, do you know, like, so I think it's like you're setting up through your business plan the way you want to work with people. Do I love just doing odd one-to-ones or do I want to sit with somebody for six months and that's it? Do you know, and that's your personal choice because then the person already sees that if they're looking on your website or if they're looking at your Instagram or wherever it is sort of thing. Like, they're already getting that information. Like, so it's allowing choice to be with the person. So to me, it's like, I can feel that. It's kind of like, and I know people do these and it's perfect. It's just, it's just not my zone of genius at all. Like, you know, where you hop on a phone call and somebody's like, you know, DM me and we'll talk about this. I'm like, hell no. No, because I'm not one of these, I'm just not great with the first no. Like, so if I'm opposite you, more than likely I'll end up committing to selling 6,000 boxes of chocolate that I don't want and don't need. And I really don't want to be part of that pyramid scheme. Do you know, like, where else mm-hmm. other people love that space and thrive in that space? Like, or for me to be in the other end doing it, it's just not me at this moment. Like, do you know, like, so we find our own way off. What way I like, like there's a table, the food's laid, come eat at it. Like that's where I'm at at this moment in time. Like, and that's due to energy and capacity and whatnot else. Like, but it may change yeah. further down the road. Like, so it's like you're finding your own way of how do I want to communicate to people 
my offerings and how I work and the way I want to deliver it and what I maybe even expect off them. Like this is for you if, this is not for you if. Mm. Do you know, like mm. something very simple you often see on websites and I think it's really beautiful because straight away you can go, yeah, right, this, this isn't it's for me. I fit in there or fit in there. Mm-hmm. Right. I know that that offering isn't for me at this moment in time. Like, do you know, like, and I think there are things that come in a sense from the business plan, but sort of feed in generally just to think about like, again, it's my choice of how I want to mm. show up and how I want to work with people. Like, but to me that, you know, you got to, you got to come back now. You got to come back now. And, you know, because I need you coming in. Oh, no. I just think it's like for the work that we're doing, we're meant to be leading from that place. It's not the greatest. Mm-hmm. And I understand that because you're going, oh, my God, I've started my business and I need to do X, Y, Z, pay for X, Y, Z. But it's like maybe my first thing is to actually regulate my own nervous system and sit down and maybe chat to somebody or get support to go. How can I make this work? Mm-hmm. Maybe what needs tweaking that I don't see? It's like the zooming out again. Because sometimes we're so stuck yeah. in the little mousy that we need to zoom out to the eagle like and see, yeah. right, what's what are the pieces that can maybe move around a little bit? And again, that's where business plan is 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 can can be just so helpful. Um most businesses aren't running profitably for many, many months and even years. And depending what industry it is, you can mm. run a business that's not profitable and still sell it at a profit, which is a is a is is a theme for a different <laughs> episode altogether. Um, but this idea that you know, again, bringing it down, taking it out of a holistic and artistic way. Let's just a coffee shop. Most coffee shops, when you open them, they do not break even. Mm. They don't make more than what they had to invest in the first the first week, the first month. Not at all. And so sometimes in the in the artistic and holistic world, we're not aware of that. We're not aware that businesses need first input financially, time, energetically, vision, like as a vision before they start sort of getting traction. And so when we start reading up about and becoming clear that even it's a solid business, it's a business to understand that it needs that, then it can look at a business plan going like, okay, how am I going to bridge the first couple mm. of months in terms of income? So is that a conversation I have to have with my husband, with my partner, with with like with a bank? Is that a, something that I have a conversation with my savings? Is this like something that I have to build up savings so I can breathe in the first six months of my business? Whatever way you go about it, but having clarity about that is really empowering you and it's empowering your work. Because if your work, again, comes from a level of fear, you're not as potent and powerful as you are. And really, word of mouth is a very very important aspect Mm. in running your business especially a soul-led business it's nothing like someone going like you want to check this person out i got a massage from them or like you know they 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 did my accounts and it's like got loads of money back it doesn't matter what field you're in you know like that word of mouth is so 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 important um and bringing in bringing people in so and i think it's a very honest way because you know, that's that's when somebody else, and so I think that's where testimonials come in as well. You know, sometimes we don't want to put testimonials up because it's a bit cheesy and it's a bit like, and I've often played and fall with that idea as well, you know. But really what it means is you're going to sharpen your own offerings up enough and have enough integrity in them that they can speak for themselves. Mm. And so I think having a business plan that gives you, holds, it essentially keeps your back free 
of that everyday fear like you know so then you can think about whatever you're offering how would that be the most potent for the people that's people that are receiving it like I was teaching only courses for the first, I think, five or six years of mm. teaching. And the, the simple reason was for that is like, if somebody comes to a single dropping class, like th- there, there's not that much really change. They might feel a little more relaxed and go to bed. But the way I was teaching and the, what I wanted to convey, it needed mm. layers and it needed repetitive experiences. And so for me, it was like a six week. And of course you could try out a class to see whether it resonates. That's what's before social media, before I could send too much out in that way. You know, come in and try a class. And if you don't like my voice or what I do, it's like, that's no problem. You know, give people an option for that. But at the same time, thinking back, I never offered, and I was always quite strict on it, I never offered a free class. Because to me, it was kind of insane how as a yoga teacher, you should be offering a free class for, excuse me, for someone to try that. But you don't go to your local pizza place and get to try the margarita <laughs> out to see if you like it and come back the next week. Mm. You know, like it's, you know, again, value in mm. that way. But obviously, like, because they still got something in that class, you know, but courses worked well. And and I'm with you in terms of with this convincing someone for a call when I changed an integrated astrology into America. A lot of students like weren't familiar with astrology. So I, I did offer mm-hmm. for a while, hey, just have a chat with me and we can chat about like how I see this astrology working. And if it resonates with you the way I look at it, brilliant. Then you in your own time, you can book, but I would not take a booking mm-hmm. on that call. I made that very yeah. clear. It's like, we can have a 15 minute chat, but I'm not going to take your booking. They're like, no, no, I really want to book. It's like, no, you go home. And if you want to book that on my website later on, click that, yeah. but it's not happening in that call. For me, that was that energetic clarity mm. of this is an information call. You can get as much information as you want from me in that. Yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't somewhat to lure someone in no. while they're weak and now that you have them. You know, I think there is something around that and everyone needs to make their, their personal choice where that line is. And, you know, it can be done very yes, elegantly that's a, yeah. in that way as well. And it's not, again, like what we said at the beginning, these are sort of our experiences, our views, and what's really elegant for one person <laughs> might not be so elegant for another. So there's no absolute. Um, yeah, yes. it's all how you step into it and the energy you're bringing towards it. Like, do you know, like that? Because yeah. I do the same. People go to me, I don't know which which session I need, what would be best for me. And I'm like, do you know, I don't want to write all this on an email. Just like, here, give me a time. We'll, we'll give me your phone number. We'll talk. Like, and then I'm just like talking. I'm like, go your way now and think about all that there. And if I never hear from you again, perfect. Do you know, like, yeah. I, I'm not I'm not invested in a sense as an, I, I, I want to sell myself to you. Like, it's just, I'm like, yeah, I'm on the table. And if it's there, it's there. Like, but I love <clears throat> giving that information so they've clarity go, actually, no, I don't. Actually, that's, I thought that was something completely different. Like, yeah. I thought I was getting acupuncture, do you know, or I thought I was doing this. And I'm like, perfect. Or I'll say to people, you know, they're going, I really want to do all this. I'm like, right, we'll do a couple of sessions, but I'm not going to lock you into anything. Because you might decide halfway in, actually, I don't want to do this anymore. And that's fine. Mm. I go, but if we get a rhythm, then we'll decide more formality if it works for you. Like, do you know, like, so I, I, firm and flexible. That's me. I'm like, we'll play with it. We'll work, firm work, work with it. We'll see it. <laughs> we'll adjust it. I don't want it anchored down because I'm somebody who goes like, let's just go this direction instead. Two seconds later, do you know, like, so I love working with energy and therefore it can't be too locked in, like. It has to work with your own ethics, with your own values. I think that's maybe one thing to sort of sum that up for me. It's 
there's no absolutes, but it's like if it feels dodgy to you, if you see some sort of marketing strategy out there and you run it past your inner GPS in terms of values and ethics and then warning lights going up. So you want to obviously check that these warning lights aren't just like, you know, limiting beliefs and, and, and things like that, yeah. you know. But if they're genuine warning lights, I, I would listen to them. I'm going to like trust your gut. Yeah. Like if this feels dodgy to you, don't do it. Like don't put your name in. There's like many other ways of doing something that's in total integrity. And I think running a business, let's not forget the freedom we have. Mm. Like, there's a lot of headaches that come with it, but the freedom we have to run it. So, you know, to to really take that freedom and run the business with our heart and soul in it and our integrity in it and you know i found anyone that's doing that or anyone that's truly successful in that way internally as well where the success sits really well with them they're usually in alignment with their own values mm, as well yeah 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 and then just because they asked about the sort of how did you get your first clients and we're now in the Am I right? The 21st century or whatever we're in 2021. I think it's the 21st century. Um, obviously, when me and BB started, there was no TikTok and there was no Instagram and possibly, I don't know about YouTube, and I don't think there was LinkedIn. And I'm sure there's about 12 million no. other things. I see them come and go that way, like throughout all that time. So it's like, for me, it's like if you're on my Instagram page, you know, I'm there very rarely. <laughs> Unless I get the excitement to go there and post something, you won't hear from me. My newsletter's where you'll find me. Like, but like TikTok, I, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't. It's just, just not for me. It's just too much effort, too much time. I've seen how people create those videos. Fair play to them. Like, that's a lot. Of, that's artistic. Like, and I'm just like, yeah. I like watching it. But no, and also I don't really like being on camera. So LinkedIn, that's not my audience really. Like, and YouTube, eventually I'll probably get that direction in some way. Like, but um, you know, it's mm -hmm. decide what ones work for you. You may, you don't need to be on all of them. And there's still people who run businesses that are not on any of them, and I still find uh -huh. them. Uh -huh. Do you know, like, so we get to decide. Do you know, like asking, yeah, or go, actually, I know people who just run their business on Facebook. They don't even have a bloody website, like, and successful yeah. businesses. Do you know, like, so you get to decide what works for you, like, that way. Like, do you know, I love having my website, my own little house, and that's it, because I can't bear posting to Facebook every day. I seen somebody recently chat going, you need to be posting three or four times a day on Instagram. And I, I busted out it. laughing and went, <laughs> well, I'm failing at that badly so I am and I'm like yeah no that's yeah. just not for me at this moment I mean again it's this fitting in in a way you know so we're standing out by starting to do our own soul-led business when it inherently already brings some sort of individuation and individuality yeah. into it and then understandably we're joining there because again we need to understand that when we're running on fear on any level we're looking for the comfort of others. So if everyone else is doing that, I'm doing that as well, but understanding that that most of the time comes from fear versus if you create because you freaking love making those videos and mm. you love playing around with light and you love playing around and or expressing yourself in that way, but by all means, like a, a, a hindrance to your, to your energy flow if you didn't do that. But the thing is, if this is not and there's a difference between resistance to learning mm -hmm. new skills or actually genuinely going yeah 
okay, this is this this is this is just not this is not how the energy runs through me, and the energy doesn't want to be expressed through those mediums with me because like how boring if we're all going up there, and it's sometimes I feel like we all feel like we're, we can shout louder, um, and it's also not working cleverly. But to just to figure out when is it when is it cr a creative expression, yeah. and when it is it fueled by fear, I think it's really important to understand that whenever you think you're missing out on something, you should be there. I would just pause for a moment and go in deeper and go like, is there a layer of fear that I need to address? Is there some sense of financial discomfort that's going on? Is there some sense of learned behavior? Mm. Is there something, beliefs that I've bought in that like cause me to feel now I have yeah. to act act in that way. And I would agree with you, um, whilst there's some amazing businesses run online, it's also one thing maybe just to finish off on that, right? To not forget that, and not to be pessimistic on it, but just to look at the reality that social media platforms mm. are designed to have and sustain and increase attendance. So they are creating algorithms that you are on it more often. And sometimes that can be because they give you tons of exposure all of a sudden. And sometimes that can be because there's no exposure. So you go like, oh shit, I better get working more. So then the platform has reached its goal because you're on it. With that, your you know, students, clients are on it. So just to... When you, I think when we're aware of that, that that's the main mm. priority of these platforms to have people engaging, then we can, if it suits us and serves us and in alignment with, we can like apply those latest techniques, how to get more, you know, people on it. But I think it's just difficult when we're not aware of that. Because what I hear a lot with people is like, what's wrong with me? Why does this not get traction? I'm like, This is this is sort of the thing, and that's where coming back to what you were uh, saying initially, and I, for years, have done a very similar way. A newsletter, a newsletter, your own mailing list and your own website is really, really powerful because there's no algorithm that has, that works on the newsletter. Mm. And it's also a pull, you know, people signing up. So there's like, they want to hear something from you. I think that's always mm. powerful rather than just like, Here, there's, there's tons of, of that and just like randomly maybe exposing myself to, to a whole lot of people. Again, it's not in alignment with myself. It works in super aligned with a lot of other people. But just to understand again, in terms of marketing, all those strategies, where are you handing your power mm. externally, which we do to some extent with social media when we're not aware of what their original goal actually is. And how can we take the power back so it, you know, we use our business to play to our advantage. So we get to express ourselves in a way The energy flows through us, the way it's exciting to us, the way we're most potent. Um, and again, come back to a business plan, sitting mm -hmm. down, whether it's a physical business plan or just something in your head, having reflections around all those points, I think can be super mm -hmm. empowering and get you out of this, oh shit, everyone else has, has so many, whatever, followers, likes, stories, seemingly attendances, you know, where do I go in this? Like right away, there's the fear again. So breathe, pull yourself out of it connect to yourself and go like, why are you actually wanting to run that soul-based business? Like mm. what's emerging through you? What wants to come out? You know, it's, it's, it's a gift. It's a blessing to, to be able to channel something through in us. Mm. And I think to come back to, to remembering that and, and treat that with, with dignity, gratitude and, and, and reverence that wants to come through mm. us, you know? Because even though all those platforms have been here a while, There's no guarantee they're going to be here forever. 
And if all of your information is held on them and them alone, you're a product. That's what you are like, do you know, like, and you have no place for people to find you if something did happen and they went kaput or internet crashes or whatever could happen. Like, so you've lost all of your content in a sense, like, do you know, like, so to me, it's why it's always really important to have other places where it's just about, it's you, it's your own little house and nobody else is in control of your own little house, like. Do you know, like, and, and that's it. And you're nurturing whoever wants to listen to you rather than sometimes I think you can feel like you're screaming into an empty void, possibly on those social media platforms. Like, but it's choosing to me, it always comes back to where do I want to put my energy into because it will take yeah. energy. I didn't realize that's how those videos were done until this week. And I was like, oh my God. And I went, that's a <laughs> lot of headspace and energy that and capacity that I definitely would not have on any day of the week, no matter how great I was. <laughs> and it's brilliant. Mm. Like, but, um, you know, it's your energy, your capacity. Where do I want to direct it? Cause it is limited. I might more than likely I can't do it all. Like, unless I have a massive team who can help me do all of that there. So where do I want to make the well, impact in my life and my business? Like, what's my legacy? Exactly. Yeah. Because. When we, when we, wait, that's the last point. We have so I know, to we, 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 we have seven <laughs> questions and we've only got through two. <laughs> well, there was no surprise that we didn't get through seven. Like, <laughs> that wasn't a no illusion. <laughs> um, but, you know, just, just maybe just like as a last point on my side. <laughs> um, I'm always fascinated with, with like looking at, energy and the the sustainability mm. so what am i putting out and what's coming back and who am i working for right so if i'm on all of those platforms well a are the people who actually attend my workshops my retreats my my classes a are they on there do i want them to be on there to be honest i mean that's that's the whole i mean if i teach grounding centering um <laughs> and moving from love and less from fear do i actually want to increase their attendance on social media but that's a whole other question but also to understand that the time i spend creating those videos if i'm not enjoying that and, yeah. and that's all if you're enjoying them go more for it but if i'm not enjoying them if they cost me energy Am I really working for myself here or am I actually working an agent for those mm. platforms? And again, it's not right or wrong. It just requires an awareness and pulling out. And it sells really well if you're collectively all being sort of, you know, tricked into that. It's like, oh, you're feeling you haven't done enough in your business. Because like everyone knows that usually people who work self-employed, they always feel like I haven't mm. done enough. What a beautiful trigger for social media platforms to go, hey, advertise a little bit more here. Do this as well. And just like, do you see the the effort you're putting in? Is that coming back? Like years ago, when I started out old school, before all those were, I got a map. I When I booked the venue, I highlighted the roads that were physically close to the venue where I was teaching. And I was dropping my little... Um, um, business cards because I couldn't afford remember I couldn't afford <laughs> posting flyers or anything bigger so a business card it was which I kind of re-engineered as a flyer into everyone's letterbox and then I highlighted the roads which I have already advertised when there was nothing ever coming back if there were no people in that I changed up my strategy but somehow when it comes to social media what we're doing like we're, we're throwing two or three or four leaflets into that same letterbox and thinking like I'm wondering what are we doing wrong what's wrong with us why is it not gripping I'm like like, just think about when you're 
output is not bringing anything in, meaning like people are not showing up for your retreats, they're not showing up in class, there's no conversation, there's no, you, if you're running a business, if they're not coming in and want something that you have, and eventually also there's a financial exchange for that energy, your output is not efficient. So doing more of what's already mm -hmm. not working is most likely not changing that up. So, you know, just be mindful, mindful of that, that having more likes, does it really get more people into your class? For some of us, yes, that will be the case. But for some of us, some of our students aren't even on freaking Instagram, mm. you know? Mm. So this has been a passionate conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd like to finish with, I think, Probably the main point that we really want to get across is that we really just want people thinking for themselves. You know, like yes. really thinking for themselves. Like, and we don't mean that these aren't or anything like that there, like, but we've all been sucked into it somewhere along the way in our journey. But to really think about yourself, your life, your energy, your capacity, <laughs> your vibrancy. Do you know, like how you show up to everything, how you are in your own day to day life, that you have space for yourself. And the only way to do that sometimes is to reclaim it back, like and take it back with both our hands and sometimes go against the grain. Like, and that's OK. Mm -hmm. Like, so to know that if you are looking at all that stuff and going, why am I not able to do all of that? Why I should be doing all of that? And you're beating yourself around trying to figure out how to use TikTok or something like that way that we give you permission to do it your way, to try it your way and to give it a good shot, like and then go, actually, maybe it's not working. Maybe I need to figure out another little way. Maybe I need to tweak it in some way. Maybe it's just the language. Maybe it's nothing to do with exposure. It's just the language and like, do you know, like, or the communication of it, like, or the sharing of it. But really, I think what we're really trying to say is like, F it, go do it your own way. <laughs> yeah, more power to you. You know, I think we're in times where we're energetically supported. The fabric of how things have been done is currently mashed up, mixed up, pushed around. Uh, that's why we all feel a little... <laughs> A little strange these days um, and COVID of course but like you know everything else as well and so there is a unique opportunity to really do you mm. that possibly wasn't there to that extent even three years ago so yeah do you and have fun and and ultimately it's trust trust in yourself mm. so thank you dear listeners and we're gonna go we will get through the rest of these questions before the end of the year <laughs> But do please send us if you have any questions, anything you'd like yeah. to hear us to rift about um, around starting your business, growing your business, pivoting your business, ending parts of your business, ending projects, whatever it may be, um, birth and new ones, do send them to us. Our email addresses or our websites are in the show notes. Um, yeah, because we'd love to um, hear from you and, or even hear your experiences as well. And we look forward to connecting with you next week as always. And we hope you enjoy this episode. Bye. <laughs> Bye. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Air School podcast hosted by Rosie McNally and BB Dallin. If you'd like to find out more about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram. Or if you'd like to learn more about our individual work, you can check us out on our websites, bbdalman.com and thethirstysoul.com.